is being recorded. Hello. Michael. Okay, let me, let me, me go out to my truck because I'm just finishing up at my mom's real quick. Okay, cool. But uh, what a wonderful movie. It's so fun. Did you watch it with it, your mom? It, it, I did not. No, my parents oh. aren't here. Maybe I'm uh, They are in Maine ah. at the moment. Close that. Oh, of course the garage door is still open. But what a just all around excellent fun, a lot of good feelings in this movie. Yeah, I feel like I feel like we we uh we are often unfair to Return of the Jedi. I don't know about unfair. I said it was a wonderful movie. But I feel yeah. like you know, love it, love it. Hang on a minute. The truck will pick us up in a second. Oh. Will it pick us up in a second? Come on, truck. Hold on a minute. Come on, truck. Dude. Hmm. There we go. Got it. There we go. And I I know that that sounds much better. So, yes, it does. It does. So I'm gonna so, open up with just a little bit, a little piece of trivia. How's that sound? Well, I was just gonna say I know I trust that you took notes this time. I actually took a lot of notes this time. Okay, good because I'm I watched hmm? this in like bits and pieces. While I did my chores for the day. Okay. And I did not have access to a notebook. Now, don't get me wrong. Like we've said a million times before, we can put the soundtracks to these movies on. Yeah. And we know what's going on. Yeah, it's Star Wars. So what is your piece of trivia? So Warwick Davis. <clears throat> who is like we all know Warwick Davis. He's he's he is permanently attached to the Star Wars franchise. Since Return of the Jedi, he's been in every movie in some like little uh cameo or something. He's uh Professor Flitwick in Harry Potter. He was the main character in Willow. Everybody knows Warwick Davis. He's like a legend as far as fantasy goes. Okay. But this was his first movie. He was something like 12 years old when he played Wicket. Wicket the Ewok. Oh. So in the original theatrical... And and I assume Wicket is the one that found Leia. Yeah, Wicket's like the Ewok. The, the, The point. The point man. But uh, in the in the theatrical release, they forgot to put his name in the credits. So Wicked and Warwick Davis are not in the credits at all. No shit, huh? So to make up for it, like since then, like like home video release and everything, they've added him to the credits. Like he's in there now. But at the time, what they did to make up for it, when they released the Wicked action figure... His full name 
on the packaging, Wicket's full official canon name is Wicket W. Warwick. For Warwick huh. Davis. Mm-hmm. There's your well, that's a little trivia. bit of information that we could all live with happily. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about this movie, sir. Let's dig in, my friend. This, uh, uh, just right at the beginning, Tatooine. We go back to Tatooine for the first time since... Uh... So here's one thing that I noticed... Right from this first scene with Luke, the hologram of Luke at Jabba's Palace. Okay. The way he talks, the way he speaks when he's being all like Jedi, he's being all fancy. When he's using the mind trick, yeah. I feel like... Or or is this like just No, just when he's talking. Just just when he's being like diplomatic. When he's like offering his ultimatums and everything. I think that Hayden Christensen must have really studied like the way Luke Skywalker talks in Return of the Jedi because there's so much Anakin. Yes. In Return of... Like, so much of the way that he spoke. Especially when he was trying to, like, be a little like Jedi badass. I mean, I feel like that that would have been the appropriate direction to give Hayden Christensen. Yeah. Yeah. But there's so many... The Be like, no, listen, the, listen, the when you're... Yeah, like, listen, when you're talking like a Jedi, you need to sound yeah. like that so we can piece it together to the rest of it. Yeah. It's just one more little snippet that makes mm-hmm. Luke Skywalker seem more and more and more like his father to make yeah. it more convincing yeah. that Darth Vader would go out like a bitch. Oh yeah, Luke is Luke is all Luke is all Anakin in this one. Luke is his father's son. Yep. This was uh this was the for for the fact that Empire is like the most famous and like the best movie in the series, a lot of these big like Star Wars things came out of Jedi. Like all the, like, fucking Jabba the Hutt, who everybody is like, Jabba the Hutt, Star Wars, hand in hand. Jabba the Hutt was in one Star Wars movie. It was there for what, like a half half an hour at the beginning. Like 45 minutes, I believe. He has since been in three. But he is now in three, but like at the time, this was, this was job of the Hutt's first appearance. And now everybody keeps yeah. the hut. Everybody. Like Pizza. when you think of star Wars, one thing you need to, one thing you need to, to include is job of the hut. Yep. I agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pizza, the hut. Pizza, the hut was found in locked in his limousine today where he ate himself <laughs> to death. <laughs> That's, that's still one of my favorite parts of Spaceballs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, another thing I noticed now, looking back at all three, we talk about all the CGI and shit. There are yeah. very few things that when they did the special features, they they hardly replaced anything. Like all the practical effects are intact. 
It's not yeah. like with episode one where they replaced Yoda with CGI. Like, Yoda's still a puppet. And these X-Wings are still physical models that they have, like, filmed and choreographed these fights with. We've just, like, added little bits. Like, that scene, the music, the song and dance number, which fucking... Oh, what? The very the very opening? Yeah. When... Ugh. That irritated yeah. the absolute crap out of me. I... Ugh. I hate that add-in so it, much. And I'm like, I'm watching it, I'm hanging out with Jack, and it's going through. And even he looked at me like, this is, this is trash. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. like, what he is look, this garbage? Even he looked annoyed by it. Like, <laughs> that and the Jabba the Hutt scene from A New Hope are the two, the only two that were unnecessary. Yes. Like in yes, Cloud City, totally they added agree. in the, the Cloud City, they added like the uh, the the windows and stuff. At the end of this one, they added the whole celebration, but that was that like enhanced the experience. These things, I agree. Like Cloud City, you've got a city in the clouds, and all your walls are just flat walls with no windows. That was unrealistic. It was just the budget they yeah. had at the time. And uh, huh. Shoot, uh, but uh, yeah, I like. I mean, we we'll talk about that when we get to it. The, the add-ins. I mean, I guess we can talk about it. But the uh, the last, I like the celebration thing a lot when they added that. Even yeah. the first time when they added yeah. that, I was like, oh, this is great because now we get to see Cloud City and Naboo and Coruscant and mm-hmm. all these places that were so in that were so important to yeah. the whole story. Though mm-hmm. small, though only briefly visited, they were the most important things yeah. in the entire series. Because if it weren't, I mean, let's let's break it down, even going back six movies, if it weren't for Padme falling in love with Anakin Skywalker, we would not have Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, really, if it weren't for Anakin Skywalker falling in love with, with Padme. Do you think, yeah, so here's true. the deal. Do you think, this is completely off topic, and we should have talked about it months ago. Okay. Do you think that Anakin's force powers have anything to do with Padme falling in love with him? Like, do you think she would have? No, she's too strong-minded if, to fall for the trip. Yeah, yeah. I do not think she would have, no. That's not to say that Anakin intentionally manipulated her. She, like, definitely not. But... I mean, were they compelled by the Force? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Did the Force string them together and put them in each other's path? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Was the prophecy fulfilled? No. Nah. Ain't no prophecy. I mean, there's the, obviously a, a conspiracy built by the Sith because they know the Jedi have this prophecy. Wow, that's a that's a deep take. <laughs> Coming back to my larger theme of the Jedi just being dumbasses. I think like, the why... Jedi uh, <laughs> compared to the Sith, yes. I think the mm. Sith have more of a finger in everything. Yeah. And I think that they spread themselves too thin, and that is what led to the downfall of the Sith. 
But I agree with you when you say that, because it is true. They're not, they're too trusting. They believe in themselves too much. So I have another little bit of trivia. I wasn't sure which one I wanted to open with, and I picked it on the fly. This little, so we all know that the Return of the Jedi, like we've seen the, the posters and like the mock-ups of everything from before the movie released when it was called Revenge of the Jedi. Yeah. So George Lucas says he eventually changed the title of Revenge of the Jedi to Return of the Jedi because the Jedi wouldn't seek revenge. Exactly. The I was just classic say, the Jedi don't seek retribution. This is this is a classic case of George Lucas making up an explanation for something like on the fly. Because nineteen eighty three, the year that Return of the Jedi came out, there was another sci fi sequel, huge sci fi sequel coming out. Star Trek two, Revenge of Khan. And the producers on that movie have said they changed the name to Wrath of Khan because they saw Revenge of the Jedi. So there was just a bunch of bouncing off each other here that wasn't necessary. Yeah. They both ended up with better titles. I agree. Revenge of the Sith sounds so much better than Revenge of the Jedi. Yep. But it that's just because it makes sense that the Sith would revenge. Yeah. And Revenge of Khan just sounded too cheesy. Yep. The Wrath of Khan. Uh, yeah, I was just trying to bring it back to Jedi because I, 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 it's, it's on me, but I took it off topic. Oh, it's fine. Um, let me take a look at my notes. I actually, like, I didn't take a lot of notes, but I took more notes than any of the others. I, I wrote down names so I wouldn't forget them. Salacious Crumb. That little dude? Yeah. Fucking love him. <laughs> I hope... That guy? Yeah. I hope he's in Boba Fett. I, I hope we get to see him in Boba Fett. I do not. Even if it's just for Boba Fett to kill him? Just smoke him? Yeah, Yeah, like, he's around for, like, an episode, and you think he's going to be there the whole time, but Boba Fett gets annoyed. (laughs) So you know how, like, everything in the extended universe is canon? Yeah. So this was true before George Lucas and after. They just, like, started a new canon on Disney. But with George Lucas, if it was in a book, if it was in anything, it was canon. So really, like, there there was, between Return of the Jedi and, like, the first book to bring back Boba Fett, there was maybe ten years where... Like, people thought Boba Fett was dead. But fortunately, there was no body. Before the Star they revealed Wars paradox that he could, continues. 
So, so there was only about 10 years where it wasn't fully canon that, that Boba Fett escaped the Sarlacc pit. Uh-huh. So desperate were people to have Boba Fett back. And then when Disney wiped out past canon, it was only, what, like four years? Four or five years. Where it was no longer canon that Boba Fett survived the Sarlacc pit. People so badly want Boba Fett that he'll never, he's not going to stay dead. In no universe does he stay dead. And this is another movie where he, he's literally just standing around. Yeah, Boba Fett did nothing, part two. <laughs> but <laughs> Boba Fett he, is literally just intimidating. Jumped. That's his entire character. He's, a, he's an intimidating he used, he used his jetpack once. Mm-hmm. Wrapped Luke up in a cable after he yep. got his blaster cut in half. Mm-hmm. Then he gets kicked in the dick, and Han Solo <laughs> spins around, not even knowing that he's there. Mm-hmm. Hits his hits his jetpack, and he is then eaten by the Sarlacc pit. Yeah. And we're supposed to believe Billy Badass <laughs> comes out the other fucking side of that? Like, I love Boba Fett, don't get me wrong, and I understand that he is a, an incredible badass, and we will continue mm. that knowledge for quite some time. However, yeah. it does not excuse the fact that in Return of the Jedi, he went out like a straight bitch. Yeah, no, totally. Totally. Screaming. It does not excuse the fact. Screaming. Like a little bitch. Ooh, Duncan's. Duncan sounds good right now. There's a Duncan around here. I've never seen it, but I've seen their product. Oh. Your New Englander is tingling, is it? Hmm? Your New England sense is tingling? No, like, so, uh, lady I work with, she brings Duncan donuts in sometimes. She'll bring in, like, a dozen donuts. Uh-huh. And uh, so I know that it exists, but it's over by, I'm not sure where she lives, not, like, very close by, not a convenient, like, walking spot to get a coffee. But it's around. There's I a Duncan. It. There's a Duncan. Yeah, but as we continue... We mm-hmm. continue to see Boba Fett. I mean, don't get me wrong. It is. I feel like it is generally accepted yeah. throughout the the original trilogy that Boba Fett is some kind of badass, yet we get no proof. Yeah. He's just got... He's just intimidating. Yeah. What, just because he wears Mandalorian armor, he's got to be some kind of Billy Badass? Clearly not. You know what... I was hoping that the Boba Fett show was going to be a prequel. So we get to see, like, like what I would I love hope. to see ideally is a series about Boba Fett during the events of the original trilogy. Yeah. I feel like we're going to get flashbacks. Yeah. Yeah. I hope so. I hope it's flashback heavy, actually. I really hope they show us how we got out of the Sarlacc pit. Mm-hmm. 
that has to be where it starts. It has to be. If it's not, then I'm going to be upset about it. Yeah. Yeah. Back to Return of the Jedi. The Ewoks. That's where we're gonna. That's where we're gonna go next. Is the Ewoks? We gotta talk about the Ewoks. They're such a big part. I mean, was it Family Guy that had the scene where the Ewoks? Like, I don't think it was in like the Star Wars movie, but I, I think in an episode there was a scene where the Ewoks like eat the stormtroopers after they knock them out. They start like devouring them. Yeah, that was definitely in Family Guy. I know exactly what you're talking about. Because I was watching it when they took out the first Stormtrooper. I was like, are they going to eat him? Is this mm. where they eat him? Oh, they didn't eat him. All right. Well, can't eat him in a PG movie, so. Yeah. All these little teddy bears. Some great C-3PO in this one. C-3PO, by this point, they understood exactly who 3PO was as a character. And uh, they had him playing to his strengths in this one. Fatty? What? You just went totally silent. Completely silent. I'm sorry. What did you say? No. One of my coworkers (laughs) just texted me and... uh little, uh, I don't know if he's coming to work tomorrow or not, so go ahead, I'm uh, sorry. 3 p.m. What did you say? <laughs> sorry, just a second. <clears throat> uh, sorry. Jeez. Hit my throat in the completely wrong way. Um, 3 p.m. What was the last thing you heard? 3, like, fucking... Say what you said again. It's okay. There was, there was great, uh, it was great three PO content in this one. Yes. C three PO. Um, like true and real interactions this time. Yeah. Yeah, like we know, like we got to know this character, and he's finally like on display. Like he only, with age, it would appear, he only becomes more irritating. I think that has more to do with the fact that his memory didn't get wiped this time. Yeah. But he definitely gets more irritating with time. Absolutely he does. Yeah. Like he's super annoying in the the sequels. (laughs) Yeah. When, When Luke gives him to Jabba and... That other that other droid's like checking him in, giving him the once over, this, that, and the other, and he goes, You're a protocol droid, right? And he says, Yeah. Or he goes, Yeah. Sir, I am he goes, Yes or no, we'll do. Yeah. <laughs> he's the first he's the first character we see. Hang on one second. <laughs> Hang on one second. Coffee. It's cool, we can coffee. we can pause. We can pause here and pick up when you're done ordering coffee. Wait, what? We can just wait till you're done ordering coffee to continue your thought, and I'll cut it. That's true. It's very yeah. true. I don't know what's taking so long here, though. Dunking on a Sunday, bro. It's 
true. What time is it? It's, it's uh, 11 a.m. Prime. Mocha, cream only, please. Yeah, Nope, that's it. Take them out. Thank you. Prime Duncan hour so, right now. So, he's the first character we see that's just like 3PO. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. I only yeah. need yes or no answers from you. How many <laughs> How many languages do you know? I am good. I can do blah, blah, blah. Good. That will serve us well. Mm-hmm. He just cuts them off. Yeah. Shows him the other droid getting pulled apart. Do your damn job and shut up, protocol droid. <laughs> and uh, how fucked up? Think about how fucked up. This fucking... Yeah. The droid they got hanging upside down, is it a gonk droid? The one they got hanging upside down and they're just like burning its feet. Droids feel pain, sir. That droid is screaming. Yeah, exactly. When he's yeah, when when they're burning. Like droids his are feet. really just people. <laughs> They have emotions, they have thoughts and feelings, they're just robot people. Exactly. That's why they're doing that, uh, they're doing that droid TV show, they're going to do a, a droid TV show with C-3PO and R2-D2. I would assume CG, it would be cool if it was live action and all the characters were just like robots, like actual real life robots. Thanks, boss. You would not shake my coffee. That's why I don't get dunked. I don't get coffee over at this dumpster very often. Hmm. Gotta shake that coffee, son. Gotta shake the coffee, man. Like I'm not upset. I'll shake my own damn coffee, but like, come on, man. Yeah. Where's the customer service? So my order at Starbucks, it's uh, I get a venti cold brew. Venti is the large. And I get a venti cold brew, and that's just cold brewed black coffee. I get that with five pumps of just simple syrup. And that is perfect for me. But sometimes so the way you got to do it, you got to put those five pumps in first. Then you gotta pour that, like hard pour that that cold brew right on top of that simple syrup, so it's immediately dispersed. And then you can't pour the water. You gotta dilute cold brew, like it's too potent. Yeah. So you gotta. They sometimes they'll pour it from the pitcher, but you can't do that. You gotta do it from the little faucet, so that there's force going in there, and further like mixing in the. And then you add the ice last. But I keep seeing them. They they do the the whole liquid, and then they pump in that sweetener, and it's just not going to work the same way. Like, I watch them okay. make my coffee, and I'm like, I've seen the people who do it right do it, and you're doing it wrong. I didn't know they offered simple syrup as a coffee ad. Yeah, it's like perfect because, like, especially if you always, I like to, I like to drink my coffee, like cold. Even in the winter, I drink my coffee cold. I just like to be able to drink my coffee right away. 
Yeah, no, I mean, it, for me, it's iced coffee or bust. Yeah, no, I gotta, if I can't slam that right to my dome, I don't want that coffee. I don't yep. want to have to sit around and wait for it to get good. And people, people that drink coffee fresh out of the fucking pot without fucking cooling it off or doing anything like that are fucking sociopaths. Yeah. Yeah. That is the long and short of it. Fatty, I can't think of a better no, preview for what, what keeping up with the fatness actually is. This is, we've just recorded our new trailer. Cut, print it, this is our trailer, what we've just done. Yeah? Yeah. I'll be sure to snip that out and uh, put it to the side for later. What is this going to be from when I pulled in from, like, what, when I made my coffee order to... I don't know. I'll find the funniest place to come in. All right. All right. The episodes that I I actually edit, I find the funniest spot to, like, start. Because it's like (laughs) when I used to just, like, hit record randomly while we were talking. (laughs) I would just start recording. Catch you by surprise. Oh, show started. I do remember that. Yeah. The old days. Uh, Back to Return of the Jedi. You were talking about... I'm going to be on the phone for a minute. What's up? I'm sitting in the TJ's parking lot, and one of the other kids that I play Magic with just came walking up to my window and looked at me, and I was like, I'm going to be here for a minute. Just go. Yeah, it's only been 30 minutes. We got more stuff. Yeah, dude, we, we've got at least another half hour, 45 minutes to go, so. Yeah. I'm cool yeah. with it, too. Like, I don't care. I'll play ma- I'm going to end up playing Magic all day after this anyway, so. Sweet. Sweet. Uh, what were you saying? You had a, you had a thought that you were, you were talking on. Uh, give me a gist, lead me back in. I can't remember at all. Can't remember at all. Shit. Ruined content. Hmm. From outside forces. I shouldn't have come here. I should have moved somewhere else where no one was going to know I was doing <laughs> that. Uh, I love fault. the uh, the moment that, that Han hears Lando's voice and he had no idea Lando was there. Because <laughs> he yep. can't fucking see shit. <laughs> Lando? When they. Uh, we get the, uh, I think, one of the most complete scenes of Han and Leia's love out of the entire movie, right, or out of the entire series right there, too. When yeah. when she's in the mask and she's talking to him, you have hibernation sickness, your eyesight will return with time. And he goes, well, who are you? And she takes the mask off. Why didn't she take it off sooner? Uh, I don't know. She's anyway, all about her. Someone, someone who loves you. Leia's all about business, basically. Like she's just. That's true. That's true. Someone who loves you. <laughs> that helmet. I have a note in here because the top of that helmet, I always thought looked like a Sega Genesis. I think it is a Sega Genesis. 
It is not, because this movie came out in 1983. That's what I always thought, too. I thought it was one of those, like, reused, like, common, everyday items that gets reused. But no, the the Genesis yeah. didn't come out till what, like, 92? 93, oh, maybe. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Do you, Do you think, think that's like, where the Sega Genesis design came from? I was about to say, like, the dudes at Sega just really liked Leia's helmet from Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. Or was it just a happy coincidence? I don't know. I like to think they were inspired. Japanese, like the creative types, they are they are something else. Oh, speaking of, when we get off the phone, I'm probably going to go watch uh, Star Wars Visions. The whole nine Ooh. nine short series is up. I I have watched like it's the whole thing. I think three or four episodes now. Oh, is it shit. good? Is it like really good? Open. That that really fucking sucks for him because he's about to lose all of his tools. I'm uh, watching it happen right now. Come on. So you're watching somebody Come steal on. someone's tools? You gotta interject. No, you gotta wa- stop. I'm them. watching. No, no. He drove by me. His tailgate is open. Oh, they're falling stuff. out. It is not my problem at that point. No, no. He he's in the car. This is his player. own fault. Don't be stupid. Yeah. You can fuck right off. Bib Fortuna, I have a note. He's one of those names I always forget, Bib Fortuna. Like, I wrote down a bunch, I wrote down Salacious Crumb and Bib Fortuna. They're the names I always forget, so I wrote them down so I wouldn't forget. But I have nothing to say. He was terribly ugly, Bib Fortuna. That's all you can say about him. Yeah. He always reminded me of um what's his name? The guy the principal from from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. And he was in Beetlejuice. He's a pedophile. It's important to note when when a person is a pedophile, you say that about them. Yes. Jared from Subway, uh, who is a pedophile. Yeah. But uh, he always reminded me, Jer- Jeffrey Jones, I think is his name. He always reminded me of uh, that. He always looked like him. Not him. Bib what, Bib Fortuna? Yeah. It's not Jeffrey. Okay. <laughs> hey, Jabba, no bother. <laughs> you will take me to Jabba now. I will take you to Jabba now. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Love it. I will yeah. make you do Java now. That post credit scene on the Mandalorian, did we see him kill Bib Fortuna or just chase everyone? Yes, we did. He killed him. Yes, he murdered Fantastic. him. Shot him That's in the be chest. So good. Showrunner Robert Rodriguez is the showrunner for that that whole series. It's going to be good. He did. He directed that one episode of The Mandalorian where Boba Fett shows up and just kicks all the ass on the show. He just kicks every ass. Yeah. Yeah, he kicks every (laughs) single ass. (laughs) Right before Baby Yoda gets taken away. Yoda. We haven't talked about Yoda. 
Nine hundred. When you reach nine hundred years, not as good you will look. I think. Hmm? <laughs> when I go, I hope he that's says, how Fuck it you, is. Luke. To, I look great for like, nine hundred years old. Yeah. When I go, I hope. I hope that I I am old enough to know I'm going to go to sleep and I'm not going to wake up, and then just become one with the force and you fade away. <laughs> Just go to bed and then never wake up. That's how everybody hopes they die. Probably not with a loved one looking at them as it happens. Yeah. Master Yoda, Luke, here, you can't die. Here. Luke, here, watch me. Watch me die. <laughs> watch me. <laughs> but I have to complete my training. Whining Luke. Why do we have to have a whining Luke in every single part of this movie? Like, I mean, not part of this movie, I should say. Every part of this trilogy, why does there have to be a main main hero because, going, ah. Because Aunt Luke Skywalker is Anakin Skywalker's son. Oh, that's true. Leia is Padme's daughter. I have one note in here. Can I read it to you verbatim from my notes? Sure. Leia can fucking handle herself. Like, Leia, Leia does not... Just, like, consistently across the whole trilogy. Yeah. Leia does not... She does her own that. dirty work. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what makes her Padme's daughter, for sure. General Organa. <laughs> But I have, I have an idea of where that comes from. Is that when she's laying on the bunker after getting shot in the shoulder, and she uses no, it's her earlier. To... It's earlier when she's chasing when she's on the uh, the speeder bike, and we'll talk about speeder bikes. Fuck. But uh, when she's on the speeder bike and she like pulls up and over the stormtrooper and he thinks. Scout Trooper, whatever they're called. He thinks he's Scout lost trooper. her. And then she yeah. comes just like in from the side, weaving between all the fucking trees. Sure, she falls off, but... But she takes she that Stormtrooper trooper with her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But let's just talk about how badass she is when she uses her offhand mm-hmm. to merc two Stormtroopers. In the uh, blink of an eye. Yeah. Yeah, she's a bad broad. So, I so did notice um, when R2-D2 gets shot, when he's trying to open the door and he gets shot and he bounces back and there's all sorts of shit popping out of him. Yeah. I feel like all the flapping like compartments and little arms shooting out and shit, those were, those are, are new. Those are special Yeah, editions. those are all added. Those are all Edition. added. To, the, to the, the benefit. One, <laughs> oh, for sure. It lets you know that R2-D2 is much more droid than he appears to be, but in the original, yeah. it just all the panels pop open and all the rest mm-hmm. of that. That that one little thing is spinning. Uh, nothing else crazy happens then. Yeah. But like, Dude got shot. Yeah. R2-D2, man. R2-D2 gets, like, severely damaged. 
<laughs> R2-D2 gets severely damaged in almost every single movie. Yes. Ter- terribly damaged. Tough little droid. And they Maybe fix the him every seen. single time, and they never wipe his memory. Yeah. Never. Yeah. R2-D2 is the main storyteller in Star Wars. I'm sorry. He is. No, like, I won't... I, I, I like that idea. I like it. And I think all the things that we see where R2-D2 isn't there, he is placed together in a memory file off of other people's memories. Yeah. And he pieces the whole story together that way. That is still and will continue to be so the entire thing for me. Because because I've seen it so many times, it's not the kind of movie I'm going to pause when I like go to get water or just run to pee real quick. I just leave the door open and I can hear it. Yeah. But when they're on the barge, when they're on the sand barge, and I was about to go get myself a, a second cup of coffee. But I saw that, like, Luke was about to do the flip. Yep. And I'm standing there with an empty coffee cup in my hand, just waiting for Luke to do the flip. And you see you see the lightsaber pop up out of R2-D2's head. Then he just falls. Like, it, that is such a, a Jedi scene. Like, what's seen there is, like, why the prequels are the way they are. That one move. What the when he steps off the end of the thing, grabs it and flips himself back grabs up it onto and the flips barge. himself back up up through the air, and and R two shoots him his lightsaber and he grabs it. Yeah, it's like that was the blueprint. Like when they went into the prequels, like this scene, that's what that's what Jedi do. That's what Jedi are like. And we see it. Not just this old man. Once. If we see it not just once, we see it mm-hmm. in all three of the prequel movies. Mm-hmm. The most famous of which is when when Obi-Wan Kenobi goes to battle General Grievous and just, whoop, hops off. Yep. Yep. Here I am for Hello battle. There. <laughs> <laughs> Hello there. I'm here to I've fight come you to now. fight you. <laughs> I sent you get that meme I sent you. I'm sure you've seen it. Yes. My favorite part Listen, of Star Wars is shit. when the ghost. My favorite part of Star Wars is when the ghost gets tired and sits down on a log. <laughs> Yeah. Dude, even Obi-Wan Kenobi is sick of Luke's shit. Gotta sit down on a log. At least we know Leia's a badass. (laughs) Uh, We get the Emperor here. Like our first actual look at the Emperor in person. Like, in the last one, we had just 
just a, a hologram. And before that, we didn't even, they just talked about him. He was just, he was the Phantom Menace. Uh, Those fucking, uh, when I was a, when I was a kid, still some of my favorite costumes in those movies are the, his, uh, Imperial Guard, like the red robes with the helmets. Oh yeah. 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 Yeah, I agree. They're cool. Mm Mm-hmm. I wish we could have gotten to see, I wish we could have gotten to see them do something cool. But they were the emperor, cool. yeah. But he was just such an old old man. Oh no, not guys, the emperor. Yeah. The royal Those guards could yeah. probably hardly fucking move. Like you God, can't you God. can't picture them lifting their arms like above their shoulders. Yeah, and the last time we even see them is God's leave us. Yeah, they have two or what? Two or three scenes. That's it. Yeah. That had to have been done on purpose. I guarantee you they did that on purpose. They, like, bullshitted the costumes, and they were like, mm, all right, we're not going to show them again now. Yeah. Strike me down, and your journey towards the dark side will be complete. <laughs> I'm a Jedi, like my father before me. So be it. I love it. <laughs> That's the best. That's probably one of my favorite Palpatine lines. Yeah. Like, he's so good. And everyone's going to be like, ooh, you're an Empire guy anyway. No, it's not just that I'm an Empire guy. Fucking this character. He sells that so good. Emperor Palpatine and the man who plays him. Like, nobody could have done it. Like, I can't picture anybody else in that place. And, like, this is the only character I know him as. I feel like this is the only character a lot of people know him as. I feel like he does a lot of arty stuff. If he does anything at all. I've never seen him in anything else. Just Star Wars. I don't think he needs to. He just hangs out off that Star Wars money. Everybody Like, if we're going to... Everybody. If we're going to... If we're going to look at it and, and talk about, like, the performances we enjoyed the absolute most throughout all of Star Wars, it's this fucking guy. For yeah, me, at number the one, time. the Emperor is yeah. the best performance in the entire series. Just oh, because, totally like, he takes this character and he leans into it, like, this is dramatic. Like, I'm going to chew all this scenery. This is my movie now. He is so good. Fucking love Emperor Palpatine. And now, and now, young Skywalker, you will die. Oh, I'm afraid. Can we talk? <laughs> I'm afraid this battle station is quite operational. Kills it every single time. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And it's always these, it's always like, and just every time they cut back, during the battle to Luke and the Emperor, it was just like, yeah, dude, he's like, he's way better at this than you. And speaking like, of that dealing, last... You're scene. dealing with the most powerful force, force-related force being in the universe. Mm-hmm. 
I love the scene. Congratulations, Kuzma for Palpatine. When it's just Luke and Vader, and they're just talking. I love that scene. Do you have thoughts about the scene where it's just the two of them? And they're not fighting? When he's, tell, when he's telling him all about the plan and all about everything that he's set in motion? Yeah. Yes. Um, that scene where Luke is able to just control his emotions. Mm-hmm. And now we're talking about the character. I'm not talking about Mark Campbell. <laughs> yeah. Um, it really it, it shows how far Luke has come as a character, I think. Yeah. From this whiny little kid on Tatooine to the Jedi Knight we see before us. Yeah. Where he has now confronted Vader. Um, what I really want to talk about is when it's Luke and Vader. Yeah, when that's what I was see... talking about. When they're on the bridge, oh, I thought we on were... the planet, they haven't oh, gone Oh, I thought we were Death still talking yet. about the Emperor. No, I'm it's sorry. just Luke and Vader I thought we were still talking, talking on that bridge. All right. Oh, that's my favorite part of the whole movie. That's what I. That's my favorite scene. Yeah, it's my favorite part of the whole movie, hands down. Um, mm-hmm. I text you when I was watching it, and he says, "It is too late for me, son." No, it's fucking mm-hmm. not. Stop it's not. It. Luke doesn't. You and, hush your nonsense, father. <laughs> and it it crushes me when he says that. Yeah. Because it lets you know right there that Anakin Skywalker still lives. Yeah. He's in there. That he is just buried deep inside of the hate and the anger over Padme's death. And I think he finally realized, I think he finally lets that go a little bit. And that's what brings Anakin back. Because now he realizes, I mean, I shouldn't say, you see it through the whole thing. Mm hmm. When they first meet an empire, and he cuts yeah. Luke's hand off, yeah, you can almost see it in the way the character begins to act towards Luke. That it mm-hmm. that's the point where he realizes, oh shit, I have, I shit, what am I doing? Yeah, what have I done? <laughs> what have I done? <laughs> You're right. You're right. You're absolutely right. All the way back to yeah. episode three now. What have I done? <laughs> what have I done? It's a space no, opera, um, Yeah. That scene between them where Luke draws out Anakin Skywalker, that is the yeah. most incredible scene in the entire movie. When he When he sends him away and he puts his hands on the rail and he looks off, you see Anakin Skywalker. You don't see Darth Vader anymore. You see Anakin Skywalker. Mm -hmm. And the same conflict that birthed Darth Vader, the same exact Mm -hmm. conflict. Yeah. Now 
pulls Anakin back from the dark side. Yeah. The same trauma two times has now flipped a Jedi. <laughs> mm-hmm. Two times. Two times. It was a good ending. Like I even agree. if it was, <laughs> even if it was the last Star Wars we ever got, it was a good ending. Yeah, everything's happy. It's a fun movie. Like they gave us a a fun one without like the hugest of stakes, and then they gave us like a dark one, and then to to round it out, they're gonna let us have some more fun. The end the end is always fun unless you're Harry Potter. That was not fun. <laughs> but it was a it was a, it was a fun movie. I really loved Return of the Jedi. Like and I don't watch it very often. And when I do, I'm always like, why why don't I watch this more often? I feel like I feel that way about like all of them, with the exception of episode two, which as we've ex- established, I like the least. I love the least. Still love it. Star Wars. I mean, take this, take this helmet off so I may look at you with my own eyes. But uh, the point I was about to make a little while ago was that when, <laughs> when Luke is on Dagobah and, and uh, Yoda's about to die. Yeah. Yoda tells him that he must confront Darth Vader. He never says... Yeah, he doesn't tell him he has to destroy him. Yeah. Yeah. You have to confront him. And that's what we get. And that's what we get is a confrontation, not... Not not like... Yeah. Yeah. And that's and and I and to get back to when they were fighting when he when like you said when he says I am a Jedi like my father. Um, you can see it in the you can see it in Luke. He realizes right then that's what Yoda meant. It just ha- it doesn't have to end the way everyone thinks it's going to. Hey, sorry, I'm on mute because I'm about to pee. You can. Keep keep going. I just want you to know that I'm on mute because I'm about to pee. That, like, Luke realizes that the training the entire time when, like, when he goes into the tree under the roots and he pull and he, you know, Vader comes out and all the rest of this and they fight and cuts Vader's head off and the thing explodes at his feet and he sees his face in there. I think he realizes that that confrontation is what's going to make him him. Yeah. And that destroying and that destroying Vader is the wrong thing. And I think that was the whole overarching lesson from Empire Strikes Back to now. Yeah. Because he sits down and he says, but I need to complete my training. And Yoda says, you don't need to learn anything else. You got it. Yeah. You get it. Yeah. yeah. Like, you got you have nothing else. Nothing else I have to teach you. Why don't you go read those books, those sacred texts?
I hope that uh, this Luke Skywalker TV sh- show is uh, about like immediately after Return of the Jedi, and he is like traveling to um, like track down all these pieces of Jedi history and like the places that matter, and and also gathering like more sensitive children. I think it will be. Because just like with the prequels, we're going to find out, like, well, we were told that all the Jedi were dead. There are actually, like, just shit tons of them. Everywhere. Well, yeah, it's kind of hard to have a power that overarchs the entire universe. (laughs) I'm looking forward to... And this is a conversation for the end of the next trilogy, but what I'm looking forward to is seeing Force users of all different sorts. Not just Jedi. And that's what we see primarily in the sequel trilogy. Well, yeah, but like... Not not necessarily... Not necessarily traditionally trained Jedi. Yeah. This cat's going nuts. This cat's crazy. I mean, Ray pretty much trains herself. Yeah. Luke's no help at all. Grumpy old man. We'll get into that later. Uh, do you want to like? Do you want to like debrief on the on the trilogy itself, on the original trilogy, just as a whole? Do you want to? Like now that we've watched all three and all six, all in a row. Like, it fits together really well. Yeah. It's got a good flow, except for, like, it stumbles, like, the first two movies. The first movie is fun. Yeah. No, the first movie is very fun. No one ever said... No one ever said that that movie wasn't fun. Yeah. But, uh... Like I've I've said, I want to say countless times now... Um... I think it could have been one movie. Yeah. And then episode yeah. three. Yeah. But it had to be a trilogy, man. Everything's got to be a trilogy. Yeah, no, it's important. Yeah. I feel um, like Hollywood's really moving away from that. Like, you're either getting, like, a few or a lot or just one with Hollywood. There's no rule of three anymore. Trilogies aren't really... Nobody cares about a trilogy anymore. But I feel like it'll always be tradition in Star Wars. If he's got, like, a huge Star Wars story, it's going to be a trilogy. Say what? I'm sorry. I think... What? Dude. Um, uh, give me a sec. You said something about trilogies and the rule of three. Like that Hollywood is Star going Wars, away from the rule of like three. Like the only reason, the I, only yeah. I think we're getting getting out of that situation because we keep seeing like stories split up into movies into a bunch of movies, like the Hobbit trilogy, or even more recently than that, the Marvel movies. Yeah, like the Marvel movies have gone like they're just like they make a bunch of movies. It's like nobody said Iron Man 3 was the last Iron Man. It just turned out to be. 
no, I get it. I understand what you mean. Um, and, uh, like, Mission Impossible shows no signs of stopping. They just make a new movie every few years. Well, it's, so uh, that, it's, so it's that Tom Cruise's... Do you think when Tom Cruise uh, can't really play an action star anymore, they'll they'll do a James Bond? Just replace him for another couple decades? Well, from what Mission I understand... Mission Impossible's been around for what, like, almost 30 years now. Yeah, I mean, they would have to train another agent. It would just be a different agent. And Tom Cruise would stick around. Tom Cruise would like be like the, the director. Like head, yeah, the head of whatever If I'm being honest, has. I know nothing about like the Mission Impossible Mission Impossible franchise. I saw the first one like shortly after it came out on video. And that's Same. the last time. Last time I've seen Same. Mission Impossible. I hear they're good. J.J. Yeah, Abrams great, made some. Just, Simon Pegg's yeah, in them. But as far as I'm concerned, it's still just a James Bond ripoff. I said what I said, and I don't feel bad about it. No. Yeah. But yeah, I feel like if it weren't for this Star Wars trilogy thing, like the first three movies came out, they're called the Star Wars trilogy. Now Star Wars does trilogies. And that was where, like, George Lucas just had some thing for trilogies. Probably because of Lord of the Rings and nothing else. I would say it's definitely because of Lord of the Rings and nothing else. Yeah. He decided that his his story would be a trilogy. And now we have multiple trilogies. Yeah. And now we have a trilogy that that should be two movies. Should be two movies. Should be two movies. But you gave us three. Also known as mm. a saga. A saga. A trilogy of trilogies. So good. <sighs> and seeing, I'm excited. I guess like I guess like the the synopsis of all six movies. Um we still have no definitive resolution. The force yeah. is still off balance. Yeah. Anakin, and, and we'll we'll go back to Mustafar. Hmm. When Anakin has been <laughs> has been diced up and is on fire. Yeah. Obi-Wan is saying to him, you were meant to destroy the Sith, not join them. Mm-hmm. Anakin Skywalker fulfilled his destiny. He yeah. destroyed the Sith. Yeah. What is... Uh, do we, So I know it's the Knights of Ren that Kylo yeah. Ren is the leader of. Yeah. But are they Sith? Or is, is Kylo Ren just like a dark Jedi who's the leader of the Knights of Ren? Like, his name isn't Force-related. It's because of these guys over here. Yeah, because I, we, never hear him called, we never hear him called Darth anything. He was never officially a Sith, I don't ever believe. I don't... No. I don't think he is. I don't think... I think they did destroy the Sith, except they didn't because Palpatine's still around. Spoiler alert! We never see a body! We never see the body. 
never saw the body. Somehow Palpatine is still alive. Palpatine has well, what we From what we saw, I mean, for all we know, he just, uh, like, fell through some air vent, just like Luke did on Cloud City. <laughs> yeah. That's just how it is. He's just so old. Like, if you think about it, in episode one, he's old. Yup. By episode nine, he's so fucking old. He's so fucking old. He's hooked up to a machine. Yeah. Episode one, he the had to have been in sets him in the throne of the Sith. <laughs> I think we're off topic. Uh, we are very off topic. I think we got an episode in there, though. Oh, for sure. Guaranteed for like 45 sure. minutes. Guaranteed 45 minutes. No, I liked it. I liked it. I know I'm not trying to convince you or anything. I know you liked it, too. It was good. It's just one of the ones I don't watch very often, so it's fun to see. I'm actually thinking I might, I might watch Force Awakens like today or tomorrow. Not, I'm not suggesting we immediately do the podcast. I'll watch it again later. But like now that I've watched Jedi, I want to watch Force Awakens just like right away. Because I'm always down for Force Awakens. I, I guess so, but also it's just so. It's just I love that movie so much. And I've never watched them exactly like one, then the next. I have never done Rogue One into A New Hope either. I have. I'll have to do it someday. It is really great, actually. It works out fantastic. Yeah. So, uh, Revenge of the Revenge of the Jedi. Return of the Jedi, 1980. Revenge of the Jedi, 1980. Uh, this is going up in November, which means the next yep. episode, Batty, next month is December. Yes. What, what comes up at the end of December? The Mandalorian. Oh, the Book of Fat. Well, fucking Christmas, sir. Oh, well, Christmas is cool. So, uh, there's a pretty, it's a pretty infamous holiday special. I think we're going to have to do <laughs> Keeping Up with the Skywalker. Oh, we're going to watch the, we're going to watch the holiday, the holiday is, special? It is easy to find on YouTube. I'll send you a link. I, oh, no, I know it's easy to find on YouTube. I know it is. Got to watch it with the commercials intact. Such a bad movie. I can't wait. That's going to be fun. Good. We'll save that one for actually, like, right now it's September. Yeah. So we'll, we'll actually, gonna, we'll, we'll do, make that, like, yeah, we'll, we'll sit down and do watch that at Christmas. That <laughs> yeah. Maybe even do it live. We'll do Keeping Up with the Skywalkers live on Facebook for the holiday Oh, we could. That's true. Let's do that. We're going to do that. You have that my word right now that we're going to do a live Keeping Up with the Skywalkers from our Facebook page for the holiday season. Uh, As usual, if you're looking to email us about Star Wars, we'd appreciate that. We'd like that. We always like to hear about Star Wars. 
But uh, otherwise, just don't stay out of our inbox. Let me check real quick. See if they're... So at current, mm. Frank has downloaded. Frank has downloaded. Oh, I'm, no. So here's my... Here's my concern. We have no emails, by the way. But here's my concern. I just want Frank to know that we are not trying to dox them. Oh, that's true. <laughs> yeah. I feel we like maybe we should kind of. We'll we'll give Frank a shout out, but but we should we should not like. We're gonna stop antagonizing you, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> we just want you to know that we would love to hear from you. We'll never forget well, you. Well, Internet, never I forget think, you. Just like I Steve think that wraps it up pretty well. Yes, sir, it does. It was a fun time. It was a good time. Um, I got one last question for you. You know how we're doing this new and improved sure. nerd dump? This isn't in the show. Yeah. We're done. We're doing this new and improved nerd dump. You want, like, a fatty's magic corner? I'm going to come up with, like, some hot takes about magic and sit, sit down. Like, maybe in the middle of the show, you get to talk about magic really well. It doesn't have to be called Fatty's Magic Corner. You can call it whatever you want. No, we don't have to, because my magic shit isn't really, like, frequent or, like, quality content. So, okay. like, it's not that okay. So we can do it as, like, a special like, feature. Every generally, generally my magic me. stuff... You tell me when you got something you want to talk about pertaining to magic, and we'll work it into a nerd dump. Yeah, generally, uh, my magic stuff is always random and just, like, me ranting about something, so. Yeah. It's not that important. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, sir. I'll talk to you later. Uh, I will talk to you right, at 6 p.m. Wednesday evening, which is 5 p.m. Yep. for me and Riley. It's two against one with these time zones now, bro. <laughs> We've gone. Actually, nice. I guess Fubar's still Fubar's still over there. We're brought uh, for True. for for the nerd dump that we record on Wednesday. It will go up October uh, something, October 11th, I think. You leave my water alone, you little shit. You'll we'll have uh, two time zones, three states represented. I I would like to always have a guest for a nerd dump. Probably yeah, either Riley or Fubar. Yep. Panel discussion is always good, especially when yeah. it comes to nerd stuff. Yeah. I got a top fifteen right now, but I don't want to jump the gun and finalize it. No, we're we're not we're not going to jump because the gun. we're not there yet. We're not there yet. All right, sir. I'll talk to yep. you later. Yes, sir. Bye.